uh, unmute. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm back. Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on. No, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've been doing this for 800 years. I know how to. Mm. That's why he don't do his show every week. I, now I get it. Uh, but welcome, welcome, welcome. I am um, I am ending the, the year uh, on a different note. I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, I have to get into the habit of continuously to continuously uh, journaling these lessons because sometimes I forget them and then I run back into the same problem and then I go back to the old Myrtle Avenue Nate. Cherry Hill, Westport, Nate, and then I forget, you know, and I want to be my Forest Park Nate. I want to be the Forest Park, you know, I want to be that Nate, you know, by the golf course a little bit down that Garrison Boulevard Nate. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited today. I have Mr. Frederick back with us. Um, am I saying your name right, sir? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I have a, my, one of my old friends, he spells his name the same way, and I just call him, you know, he hates when I call him Frederick. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I reached out to Mr. Frederick today and asked him to come on because I he's been doing this program, this movement called, uh, why, what's wrong with me today? Okay, I'm going to just calm down. <laughs> I'm going to calm down. Breathe, uh, mentally fits uh and i a lot of the pro progress that he's making i wanted to kind of add to this end of the year uh group of shows that i'm doing and i wanted to really you know pick his brain a little bit more and just have a, a decent conversation with another guy as a lot of my lessons were uh in the direction of me being a black male so how be fitting for me to balance it off with another black male uh, this end of the year? We're in December. This year shot by. And uh, I've had a lot of me time. Um, thanks to a lot of my friends who keep in touch with me. We've been doing a lot of Zoom, Zoom meetings and, and conversations because um, I have friends literally around the world that are either stationed there uh, because of the service they're in or they move there or they live there. Um, so I've been really blessed to be able to have a good balance of people to be able to talk to and to share with. And outside of that, I spent a lot of time by myself, working um, virtually and just trying to create and, and create a space for myself where, you know, I'm, I'm as balanced as possible. Um, but how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. No reason to complain. I could, but I won't. There we go. There we go. But uh, since we last, since you last were on, you actually started your first uh, cohort of um, mentally fit uh, individuals, um, and you just finished your first cycle um, yes. uh, of that. And I'm very excited to be able to talk about that. But I want to ask you again. I know we talked a little bit off offline, but how does it feel to have a thought, have a goal, and reach that goal, and then you're now in it because you've now finished one cycle. How does that feel? Well, uh, first of all, thank you so much for, again, allowing me to come on this platform and just share 
I love having these open com open conversations. Um, as far as the man really putting things in perspective, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. this year, as you said, yeah, shot by, and there are so many things that I learned towards the latter part of the year mm -hmm. that I plan on rolling on into the new uh, 2021. One of them is the utilization of vision boards. So okay. vision board is actually what I started using to really put something in front of me and force mm -hmm. me to stick with it. So okay. uh, I put um, a scripture on the top of my board, which is basically Habakkuk, <clears throat> excuse me, very popular scripture, um, write the vision and make it plain. So mm -hmm. I wrote that bad boy up and I, oh my gosh, it's funny, uh, you know, that fear and the nerves and all that stuff come up uh, a lot. You know, that inner voice likes to scream at you um, mm -hmm. when, you know, you write things out and you're trying to make moves towards that goal. And so that came up to me a lot, but I'm so grateful that I had such a great support system that, you know, reminded me that, hey, you already got this, this thing written out. It's already in your head. It's already in your heart. Just do it. So I just mm -hmm. had to get like Nike and just do it. So I wrote it out. I, I worked out. I wrote out plans for it. I laid out um, day by day what we're going to mm -hmm. be doing, what we're going to be talking about. And I introduced it. And those that, that got on board, they got on board and we ran with it. And I'm so thankful and grateful that I did it because it was it, it was a lot eating away at me. And once I did it and I had the amount of support that I had with it, my expectations just were just I, I went above and beyond, man. It was above and beyond. Uh, mm -hmm. We just finished the first cycle just um, on the 16th. Um, so two days ago, actually, just finished, just finished it up. And it was it was phenomenal, man. It was phenomenal. So I'm so grateful to, you know, that usage of that board, that board is really what mm -hmm. got it started, got it going and kept me on key, kept me focused. And it's that board that I keep going back to and just, oh, now I can check that off. I started it. Let me write a new goal. Let me write a new, you know, let me let me add another bullet. You know, now mm -hmm. that that part's done, let me keep adding to it and keep adding to it. So the vision board, definitely vision board and, you know, uh, vi uh, visualizing what I wanted to do and how mm -hmm. I wanted to go about doing it. And sometimes you and I and I and I always miss miss um, pronounce. I think it's Habaku. Uh, I always that scripture where that that term comes from. Don't laugh at me, sir. I, I do it all the time. Bro. Right. I did it all. I'm laughing at myself too because I used to do it all the time. That's one of the hardest books. Right, do. right. So, and I, I used to get in trouble in school because I never got it right in oh religion class. Oh but I I remember that and. I have a, I, I have a, uh, I remember that scripture from um, school because um, I, I went to Catholic school and we had to take religion class, so I mm -hmm. learned that chapter. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I remember always singling out that one verse in terms of always making a plan and writing down your goals as plainly and as simple as possible because yeah. you have to be mindful of what you ask God for because yeah. He's gonna give you exactly what you ask for. Oh, and yeah. I, I I adapted that principle and I because I'm in the performance art, I do more storyboard. It's the same concept, mm -hmm. but I create um really distinct 
images and visions of what I want. So if it's if I want to um, if I want to connect this year, I've really made a, a bigger effort to connect with black men more. That's not something that I purposefully or intentionally have done in the past. And I uh, purposely have done that this year. That was part of my storyboard. And when I when I do that, I actually create the dialogue that I want to that that I have been wanting to intentionally speak with these brothers and these individuals that I'm come in contact with or I seek out or they seek me out and I actually create the dialogue. So when I'm in that moment, I already know what I want to say. Okay. Um, awesome. And then I'm just awesome. opening myself up to what they have to say to me. That helps me to listen better because I already come in with my objective, but I remember starting college and my mother said to me, um, when you get in that dorm, don't be the Nate that I know you to be. Because for me, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to meet my roommate and I'm going to say, look, these are the things that I need for you to do. And this is who I am. But I've learned how to better walk <laughs> into the room and ask you what your needs are. And okay. what, 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 how can I help you? And what, mm -hmm. what do you like or what do you dislike? So I can hear you speaking and I'm learning who I'm talking to because some of those things that I have on my list don't necessarily need to be said if you know I hear what you have to say versus right. me coming in there and just assuming that we aren't on the same page. So right. it's that storyboard has helped me to create the dialogue and the vision to getting to where I'm at. And I think this year was the first year that I applied that whole concept. I didn't do my best because mm -hmm. nobody knew that there was going to be a pandemic hey. that we would hey. still be in mm -hmm. almost what 10 months later. Yeah. So that made that has made it difficult in applying a lot of it because I had to take extra steps mm -hmm. to meet people and communicate with people and yeah. reach out on social media, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it was. I, it was. It's very storyboard. Uh, storyboard. I love doing collages. So dream boards, I love doing them, but I get distracted sometimes doing dream boarding. And I, that's why I added the whole concept of dialogue to it, because now I'm creating, you know, like in a play or a movie, the dialogue. What, what are we going to say? Right. And I mentally, whenever I meet somebody for the first time, I have the conversation in my head. Mm. Um, and it's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. We, we established that. Hey, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but right. I create the dialogue because sometimes the pressure of meeting people for me is a little too much. Okay. And I avoid doing it and I don't do it as much as I should do it because it's just sometimes it's just a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I, but, I uh, got you. I got you. I got that. <laughs> yeah. So with you making plans for your movement, how have you prepared yourself to follow through with this or how are you planning? Because it's an ongoing thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're exactly right. That's that's. That's my whole mindset behind it is that is an ongoing thing. So it's my responsibility solely to mm -hmm. keep myself in check and keep myself, you know, doing what it is that I'm sharing with other people to do to help them. Mm -hmm. If they're if, if they are already doing it, help them to continue that habit or if they aren't doing it to start to build that habit. So it's okay. my school responsibility to make sure that I'm a practice, uh, I'm a practitioner of what I'm preaching, so mm. to speak. So 
I had my self-care days. Today was supposed to be a self-care day, but I ended up helping my sister out. So I was out throughout the majority of the afternoon. But how I do you self-care sidebar? How do you, you know, if you don't want to tell us, then that's cool. But how do you self-care? How do you self-care? How do I self-care? So I have I have essential oils that okay. I use and I place them in a diffuser <laughs> that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I use that to, you know, set the atmosphere, set the tone and everything, get a nice scent going. And I have a neck pillow. I got uh, my food. I got my um, my shakes or my water. Mm-hmm. And I might just sit around, just vibe to some music. I might journal. Um, I might take a nap. I might play a video game. But I make sure that I have meditation, stretching, something mm-hmm. like that involved with my self-care day so it's no problem with me sharing that because you know everybody has their own routine but it's whatever you do to keep yourself focused to get Mm -hmm. your mind to breathe to get yourself to breathe to be able to you know add to your awareness of self that Mm -hmm. whole self-awareness that's what you know you should go into a self-care day on whatever helps whatever makes you happy whatever makes you feel good Whatever you do to keep yourself in check, do that. But in I try to do of, I try to do things that are outside of my outside normal of comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's that's fine too. That's, or that's not fine. even this comfort zone, but outside of the norm of what mm-hmm. uh, what I would normally do. Mm-hmm. Like okay. And sometimes that that cause that it forces me to make the time to do those things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we don't all- allocate the time for. It. Yeah, and and that's and that's the big thing is the time taking mm-hmm. the time for self. You gotta mm-hmm. gotta take time for self. I mean, you're around people a lot more than me, so you definitely gotta take time for yourself. And even in the the um, what I'm doing now, I have mm-hmm. to take that much more time for myself as well because I may yeah. not be physically in front of these people face to face. But I am, you know, meeting with them on a, yeah. on a platform like this. So right. I have to make sure I take time for myself before each session. And this right here, let me just explain to people. This year, I had already started implementing virtual um, meetings with people because I got a little tired of trying to get to everybody. Like, I, I because I'm an artist, I do a lot of gig work. So I work with museums, I work with schools, I work at the station, you know, I, I still do rehearsals, I'm an actor, you know, so I I started implementing these types of meetings uh, at one place, or I set the boundary that if it's something that you want me to do, you will come to where I'm at and meet with me on those terms. So I'm not trying to do that. So I, it, it was really, this right here, I think, has tested a lot of our patients. I got tired of this in the very beginning. <laughs> in the very beginning, because we we kind of transitioned the radio earlier than a lot of other people did. So we were doing this. I've been doing this since the beginning of the pandemic. And wow. I, I got really tired of this wow. very quickly. I imagine so. Shoot. <laughs> right. So you gotta you gotta figure out ways and just tell people no sometimes. Because yeah. this you know, I, I, in the beginning, I was getting, I got fired from a play that was I was supposed to do virtually. And a lot of people were messaging me with complaints because certain meetings, I wouldn't turn my camera on. Mm-hmm. 
because it was just that's the type of energy where you got to always be on and you got to always be, you know, and sometimes like in the beginning, most of us wasn't getting haircuts or shaving because yeah. we were, yeah. we didn't know how long this was going to be. Right. And then I, I didn't feel like my presentable professional self and people mm-hmm. just wanted this and they yeah. wanted to see you yeah. and that, that, cause that made them comfortable. And I had to say no a lot. And I still yeah. have said no a lot, like call me. Or yes. we can do we can do Zoom or whatever, but my camera will be off or at least for the first half of it because this is too much in your face. Yeah, you gotta be real. You, you gotta be real. You gotta be you gotta be you. You gotta be uh-huh. real with yourself. You gotta know, and and that's another that's another big uh, thing that I always want to make mention, even in the uh, the the fit challenges, is that you gotta know you. You gotta right, know right. What drives you, what upsets you, what makes you happy, what makes you sad. You gotta mm-hmm. know you. You got to be more aware of you. Right. And, and right. you you are literally the only person that you can change. Right. Straight right. up. So right. with with even with this challenge, if I'm not constantly changing, growing, learning, then it's gonna plateau. It's going mm-hmm. to, you know, it's not gonna be able to bring value to somebody. Right. So you gotta know, you gotta know yourself, man. You gotta know yourself. And there's a lot of programs out there where you can tell that the leader of it or the 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 facilitator of it isn't really following their goals, mm. and they're not doing the things that they're telling you to do. Mm. You know, I I I tried to do a fitness routine throughout this, and the person I actually went through two people, and mm. I realized they looked like the image of what a. a a uh, coach would be, but they wasn't following it, oh. you know. And I was like, "How are you gonna bring Popeyes to a workout session?" Like, wow, sir, really? <laughs> when that happened, I was like, "No, that's just wow." Because I, because wow. now I'm, I'm second guessing what you're saying to me mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't see you following your own advice. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. So it's 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 bro. For me, I really pay attention to how the facilitator is following mm-hmm. the advice or how they have followed. Because, you know, some people, like if you do a money workshop, they give you all these tips on how to get rich, but they're not really doing those things anymore because it, to them it doesn't, it's what you do in the beginning. So I need to see that you are constantly either reworking or upgrading that advice that you're giving to me. That, right. that makes it real to me. Yes, that, you know, and that, and that, that is the, the big difference at the mm-hmm. end of the day is, the authenticity of it, you know, mm-hmm. being able to, again, be real, you know, be mm-hmm. real and you got to come with yourself. You know, there was, there were plenty of days where, you know, I was tired. Um, other people were tired, but even in that, you know, I'm like, all right, I started this. I said that I was going to mm-hmm. bring this. So, Hey, I, I got to bring this, you know, I, right. I got to be real with it and you got to be upfront with the people, you know, you got to be upfront. Right. There were days, there was times where I had to apologize and let them know that, hey, I don't have, I can't do this right now because of mm-hmm. this. And, you right. know, people will understand, you know, people, you know, they're not going to crucify you. You would hope not. Because um, at the end of the day, we all have things that mm-hmm. go on in our own lives. But, you know, you just got to be authentic. You got to be as authentic as, you know, you can be. Right. Yeah. It's still learning how not to necessarily push through. But to use that energy, like use yeah. that energy to get you through something versus yeah. letting it sit you down or give only a percentage of yourself. So, yeah. 
So today we have a few um, topics that I I wanted to close out um, mm-hmm. with this season. Okay. And I wanted to um, I, the one that I started. We kind of hinted to that a little bit in this conversation, but it was setting boundaries, setting healthy boundaries um, and goals. Yeah. Uh, but on the side of boundaries, I'm and I'm gonna say to you. Speak and, and I want this conversation to feel like it's just you and I, and then everybody else is just in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I I have a hard time setting boundaries. Me too. Because I am a, um, I think, what did they call it? I forgot what the, the term that they, um, an empath. So I absorb yeah. a lot of what I feel yeah. around people, yeah. and I, it gives me the impetus and the urgency to fix that yeah. thing that I feel around me. And I hate disappointing people. So I would, I, I, there have been times where I skipped a curtain call because I had a gig right after. Mm. And because I couldn't tell one of them no, mm. I made myself look bad because I didn't finish a curtain call. And mm. that may have been somebody who wanted to meet me after that play to give me another opportunity. So I cut those things off. And mm-hmm. then I was getting, I was running late to the next play or the next gig, which made me look mm. bad because I was running late, wow. you know, so that, that messed with my integrity and overall it messed with my integrity because I couldn't tell people no. And people know that you're struggling with this and still hold it against you and, and still bash you for trying to be all you can be for them and everybody else. Cause mm. they want your time as an individual. They don't want to, yeah. they don't care about, what you have to do with anybody right. else. You care about the, the 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 commitment you have with that that uh individual. Yeah. And they don't care. They'll see you struggling with everything else and still like, well, did you get done what I need you to get done? Mm. Or what I told you or what I asked or what I needed. And mm. I had to learn boundaries. So for the last two years, I did a lot of hard stops um in terms of 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 people and relationships. If you if you did something or you caused something, even if it was a minute thing, hard stop. Mm-hmm. Because I had to refresh and I had to mm-hmm. restart how I set boundaries. Okay. Um, and if, okay. if if you're struggling with boundaries, I'm gonna put a link up to Iona Vanzette, and she has a oh. couple great um uh, series. She, her ser- right, her series that she did over this quarantine has been phenomenal because we get her up and close and personal. And that's she did the one she has on the, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt. That's the one she has mm-hmm. on um, channel, is it? Own? No, she does Fix My Life on Own. Yeah, but, fix, yes. Yeah. But throughout the pandemic, in addition to that, she's mm-hmm. been just going live on her own platform. Oh, okay. Giving like, okay. some, like she got me through this. And even when I was, felt like I was at my lowest, because mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. it still got me through the process of wow. like this itemizing everything that I was feeling versus feeling everything at one time, and oh. I was all over the place with it. Oh, um, yes. But she has a she has a couple uh, episodes where she deals with boundaries, and 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 have you ever heard yourself say why why do you feel like you can treat me like that or why why are you doing this or what makes you think you can do that? Have you ever had felt yourself saying that? Yep. <laughs> That's not setting a good boundary. Mm, okay. 
So we that's that's being defensive and that's going into protective mode. That's not setting a good boundary. Okay. And I was good at who the hell you think you're talking to? Or do, do you talk to your other friends that way? Or that that's uh, not setting boundaries. Because mm -hmm. what's that showing to the person, you have an open door for them to be able to go in every time they feel like doing whatever they were doing. Mm. And sometimes people are unconscious of their behavior. And sometimes people are very aware of mm. what they're doing and what they're saying. And I had to do a lot of hard stops and cut a lot of individuals off while mm. I'm fixing that reset button in myself. So boundaries look more like I will not allow you to talk to me that way. And then doing something about it. So if you're not in setting consequences, so if you continue this behavior, you and I won't be able to talk anymore or you and I will not be in this relationship or I will no longer be an employee mm -hmm. here if, if this does not fix itself. So mm -hmm. it's not about giving people chances, but it's you setting a hard no and then setting consequences. Because what's the point of saying or complaining about something? Because that's what we're doing when we're asking them, why are you doing this to me? Or who do you think you, that's what we're doing. We're complaining at that mm -hmm. point and we're not prepared to do anything about it. Uh -huh. we're, just, we're just wanting them to fix their behavior without mm -hmm. any consequences. And we know you have a child, even your two-year-old mm -hmm. still has consequences. Oh yeah. You know, and you're still learning those things. You had mm -hmm. consequences at one point. Yep. But if your mom kept saying, stop playing with me, you better stop playing with me, you're going to continue to play with her. And so you mm -hmm. understand how far that goes. So I got about yes. five, you better stop playing with me. Or do you want me to, before yeah. she actually does something. And we started, uh, we started it doing long. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's where we got a lot of that behavior from. Yeah. When we saw people not doing anything about, okay. you know, what they said they was going to do. So yeah. we learned how to get over and push the envelope even further, you mm. know, and because you didn't get in trouble before, mm. just like the first time. Mm -hmm. So setting healthy boundaries. Are you good at it? Well, I know this year has definitely been um, big on me learning new concepts, and that mm -hmm. is definitely one of them. I will admit uh, mm -hmm. setting boundaries is something that I wasn't really privy to mm -hmm. until oh my gosh last month actually where i really um found <laughs> out what it was found out what it meant and mm -hmm. uh, really found out why it's important because you know as you said you know you know we allow we allow people to get away with so many things yeah um until you know we actually give them an ultimatum like hey if you continue this route this will happen and mm -hmm. so um uh, I bring up my mom because, you know, it didn't take long, you know, <laughs> we crossed my mom. Um, it's normally mm -hmm. one and done. <laughs> only oh, okay. 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 That line, it's a a good... you, okay. Yes, I got yes, you. Sir. yes, sir. You cross the line. Okay. And, and that's a boundary. That's yeah, that is a boundary. not the healthiest boundary, it's, but it's a boundary <laughs> nevertheless. It worked. It worked. You know what? It worked. Um, you didn't do it again. I did not do it again. No, sir. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> You know, that's just, that's just one aspect of parenting has evolved and just changed mm -hmm. completely since I was coming up where it's like, you know, people are so sensitive nowadays where like you can't like really outright discipline your child. But anyway, right. that's a conversation for another day. But the, 
the boundaries yes that is definitely something that i'm learning even even more so now i'm actually started writing things down in my uh in one of my journals about different topics that i plan to touch on more and introduce even into my own my own personal program and, and challenge so that is definitely something that i need to definitely get some help on okay you setting boundaries um and one thing i did learn is that you know uh, especially over the holidays, you know, the holidays are a big thing because you have families, you have friends and you have these big gatherings. And so, you know, you don't want to disappoint, you know, you always feel obligated to come and, you know, bring something and, you know, you get looked at a little funny if you don't bring something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things can stress you out. They, they yeah. can really stress you out. The holidays, they're supposed to be joyous times, but they're also some of the most, uh depressing unfortunately especially now um and real you know real like anxiety crankers because right. it cause you to think you know oh my gosh if i don't bring this if i don't do this this person's gonna look at me this way this person's not gonna like me so and so and so and so and so your mind is just in this you know perpetual cycle of oh my gosh you know mm-hmm. you're you're already um coming up with your own outcome of a situation before the situation even happens. You know, mm-hmm. let's say it doesn't even happen. You've already established in your mind that, oh my gosh, this is going to happen because I did not do X, Y, and Z. I'm laughing so, at you because this is, it's, it's real. It's, yeah. it's, it is a real thing. Yes, sir. But yes, sir. you know what makes it so hard? Our inability to communicate. Not necessarily that this is hard for me, but our inability to simply communicate. Yeah. yeah. What that that hood ratchet cousin that come in and don't bring anything and take a bunch of plates and the same family members say the same thing to them that they say to you and that person normally say, well, I don't have it like that or I don't have it. I, I just don't have it this year. Sorry. Yeah. And that's so hard for us to do. Like, mm. I don't have it. Mm. To be able to bring a whole turkey to your dinner. Mm. I don't have it. I don't have gifts for everybody. And I I set a bad precedent by trying to be that person every year and get everybody a gift and always get everybody. And at some point, I was like, no. When your day comes around, you don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's. Uh, I remember I had one year when things weren't looking so good financially. Mm-hmm. I didn't set a boundary, but at the same time, I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't. Christmas was coming. I was like, nah, I can't do it this year. I can't. But, but it, should not, it shouldn't take you not being able right, to do it right. for you to it say, should. I can't do it. You should right. have heard those warning signs when that account was like different before. <laughs> and you say to yourself, no. And it's not about being selfish because that's what I used to think it was. You mm. know, I never wanted to be called selfish, you know, mm. or bradish or anything. And I didn't want I didn't want that label or that stigma. So mm. I would go on, I would go over and beyond for individuals and for mm. everybody. You know, if you asked me to do something, I was in it. Like mm. I was your partner. That's how mm. in it I would be. And I just couldn't, you know, we we say we can't when literally the card declines. Oh, you know, I can't do it. And then we still find a way to bring that down even more. So it's setting boundaries. How have you learned to 
effectively set boundaries, well, not just cut people off or don't communicate. Off. Well, I mean, with with me, since it's it's something new to me, okay. it's being more open and upfront mm -hmm. with my conversation mm -hmm. in terms of you know, oh, I, you know, I can't do it, you know, I I won't do it because of this. I can't do mm -hmm. it because of this. So I mean, like I mean, like you just said, you know, like that communication has definitely got to be there. Otherwise, we're going to be, you know. Yep. Leaving, leaving people to their own devices, trying to turn them into a mind reader, you know, and, you know, try to, I mean, I guess unintentionally force them to try to read our minds, try to guess, you know, why, you know, brother so-and-so or uncle so-and-so isn't here or isn't doing this or hasn't or didn't bring this. So right. I think definitely communication is, is definitely key, you know, up front and have it open and, you know, just like you said, I mean, just just like I would set a goal, I would really look at, you know, how my relationship is with this person and go, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can't do this because we we aren't we haven't arrived at this point yet in this friendship, relationship, whatever the case may be. So I think communication, definitely communication would definitely help a lot. And it and it and it is not, you know, at this point especially throughout all this, I stopped looking at what the other person did wrong because that's, it's justification and you're feeling like something was wrong, you were wrong or something happened wrong, but we have to often look at that as at ourselves. And I, and I really looked at setting boundaries as my lack of communication. Okay. Um, okay. Learning how to ask when you need help. Even if yeah. they give you a no, it shows you how to ask. Now, I'm not saying, you know, because, you know, you stomped your toe and you have a splinter, you need to you need to do a, a cash app call for people to help you. But figuring out a healthy balance of when to ask, how to ask and just letting people know. I, I was so embarrassed at one point in my life uh, because I was going through a lot of stress. There were financial issues, but the stress of it all was more than anything. And I remember we had a service at church, like after the service. And my pastor was really good at understanding when somebody needed to say something. Mm -hmm. And I had never, e even if I had something to say, I was never the person to use those moments to say it. Mm -hmm. And I remember like talking and I couldn't control, once I started, I couldn't control it. Because mm -hmm. everything that I was going through at that point was coming out. And I remember looking at my friend was sitting a couple rows in front of me and I was burning a hole through her head because I wanted her to turn around. So that would force me to shut up. And she never turned around. She and, and she said to me, I wasn't going to turn around because then you would have stopped talking. And I was mm -hmm. like, why did you do that? To me? <laughs> after after the service, people would come up and be like, yeah, I've been through that. I don't have nothing to help you with, but, and I was like, but I wasn't asking for anything. Mm -hmm. I just, I needed to get that out. And I've never publicly done that at all. Even one-on-one -on -one with friends, I've never done it at that oh. point. So mm -hmm. because of that, I did not, I learned not to ask for anything or to tell mm -hmm. people when I was hurting. And mm -hmm. that, you know, and it had probably stemmed from other things, but mm -hmm. that was my public embarrassment. Wow. That forced me back into that closet of not 
knowing how to ask for help. And that ties into boundaries because you begin to do things because you don't want to be embarrassed or you don't. So you allow people and things and, and places to dictate how you move. Yeah. And I, and, and, and it, this really didn't fit into anything else I wanted to talk to you about today, but it, it's a great way to start a new year. Yeah. Learning how to set healthy boundaries. Now, I know two years ago, I set some unhealthy boundaries because it was too much going on. So I just had to cut a lot of stuff that was not, you know, and, and I'll say in the last two years, I was cutting a lot of things that did not mean me any good or things that had hurt me before or I, I didn't have the time or the patience to deal with it. So I just cut it off. Now, to me, that's not healthy because that person is still wondering um what happened right yeah. you know or yeah. are mad at me because i'm no longer communicating and that became unhealthy because i i could have said you know, what it you, right yeah turn them into a mind reader you know on right, and, right. I, and, and 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 i tell people all the time if you would have just said that to me i would have known but right. i wasn't good at reciprocating that mm-hmm yeah. Because for me, you know, when you do something wrong to somebody, you know you did something wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't intend to, you know the feeling. Mm -hmm. You you understand that. And mm -hmm. and you just assume that other people got that same receptive, you know, nope. or that receptive as well as well. But <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I can't read your mind. Right. I know for me, when I know I did a oops and uh um, not a oops, oops. Yeah, and uh, I, I know for me personally, my um, I started to build up like a, a lot of heat. Like my body would get like real hot, mm. and um, I would feel like all these eyes on me, like somebody's right. watching me, and and um, <laughs> at, yeah, and looking at that person is hard because it's like, oh shoot, I know I met, I know I upped up, and uh -huh. um, it's it's, I know for me it's hard. Um, right. I can definitely attest to that. Um, being the one that used to just uh, cut you off flat out, uh, we we can't we can't. You did something wrong. It was it was me and and the other person. Okay. So okay. it was uh, it was a two way street, but at the same time, that's all I knew. To be honest with okay. you, that's that's what I knew, mm -hmm. and that's what I went with. And I, at that time, I would feel good. You know, initially, you know, I feel great. But then after a while, it's like, oh man, yeah, you know, you you can't you, keep doing that. You, you right, look no, around, you no. like, I don't have, I'd have cut everybody's knees off. Now that everybody, everybody right. standing with me, and right. yeah, so I've I've been there, uh, but it's 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 hard when you and I'm not telling anybody it's it's easy to forgive somebody who did something to you, it's but not. that forgiveness is really for you. Yeah, because if that person keeps doing it and you see that they're not willing to change or grow, really, then you got to move on. And if you buy it and I've said this several times, I'm, I'm willing to be by myself. If mm -hmm. that means I'm not around people who don't care about my feelings, don't care about what their actions are to me, mm -hmm. it, it really just. We, we have to learn how to communicate our feelings or we'll be stuck. Yes. And a cycle. Yes. We yes. have to learn how to communicate. I'm and I and I growing up in a family full of women, I didn't learn how to do that. Mm. 
Mm. And if you if you got combative with them, they'll always pull the girl card, and you like, uh, let me just go go over there somewhere. Yeah. So, or with guys, you know, it's gonna be a confrontation. Yep. If I tell you these things, or I'm gonna be looked at as weak if I bring to you a gripe. And you know, I don't, I just I never felt like dealing with those things. Today, I am very confrontational, and I've and for the most part of my life, I've been confrontational. I'm not afraid to tell you, you know, what you did or to com- be combative with somebody. But I I didn't like that energy mm-hmm. that you feel when you're combative or you you when you collide with somebody or you yeah. have to face. I didn't like that energy mm-hmm. because. For guys, we know aggression and cool and calm. Yeah. And very few of us know how to balance that or live in in the between. I agree. I and agree. a lot of us, we know how to get mad mm-hmm. or be sexual. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. And, you happiness, know, I, and the happiness exists in that. Yeah, it's it's and I, I can definitely attest to that as well. You know, it's so easy to get upset. So uh-huh. get mad, and I don't mean for this to uh, veer off from uh, the conversation. No, but this is, but this is all it goes into it because okay. I want to go into next year with a better plan, and all of this, no matter where the conversation goes, because I still have my bullet points, but we can right. stay on this right now. Okay, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's easy, it's so easy to get upset and so easy to get mad, and mm-hmm. it's not. You got to give yourself grace. You gotta give yourself grace because I know even in this in this part of my journey, mm-hmm. yes, I'm I'm a bit more self-aware of who I am and and I have ways of coping with different stressors and different situations. But there's still times where I get pissed, I get I get mad, and I wanna just punch a hole in the wall. But even in that, you gotta be able to give yourself grace. So those those self-care days, you know, the days where you go, you know what? Nah, not today. Today is today is a Nate day, or today is a Fred day. You know, I gotta I gotta do for me. So how how, how long did it take you to do that and to bro, actually apply it, bro? That took all of the latter part of this year <laughs> because this. Uh, so so if I'm if I'm not if uh, just to be clear, a mm-hmm. lot of this discovery for you has happened in 2020. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now it started in summer of of last year, but it really—that's oh, still a year ago, though. That's still yeah. like a yeah. year and a half ago, really. Yeah. It's it's still it's still a bit fresh, but with certain lessons for me, it don't take long for me to. Nope, I got it. I, I don't need to. I don't need. Yeah, to. but up until that point, you were are you an external or internal exploder? Like when you're mad, is it internal or is it external? A lot more internal. A lot more internal. Um, a lot. A you are, lot. You are basically a ticking time bomb up until yeah. basically, this year. basically, yeah. So I exploded, quote unquote, um, last year, and this is me basically now more so on a rediscovery, and you know, going about doing things differently. You know, going yeah. about uh dealing with stressful situations differently so yeah again you, yeah. you still get upset you still get mad you still you know have your low moments and all that but yeah. now that you are more self-aware 
of, okay, I don't want to be that same, you know, like you don't want to be that same Nate. <laughs> you mm-hmm. want to be that different Nate. I don't want to be that same Fred. I want to be a different Fred. I want to be a better Fred. So how is this better Fred going to address this dresser? Or this see, see, that is scary to me because, and just speaking about the men that I knew, mm. most of them were internally mm. aggressive. Mm. Meaning they hurt themselves more than they hurt the people that were hurting them. Basically. Or they acted out in ways mm. that were totally extreme. Mm. I Part of me wishes I had one big explosive moment. Mm. But I had a bunch of little one-on-one explosive moments. Okay. okay. And I kept and it was this it, I kept losing friendships in the same way like it, it would it was scary because i would lose the friendship in the same way with this person as i did with that person and okay. it would always end in us not talking to each other anymore mm. or us finally communicating and then that was like too much for the other person because mm. they were expecting a certain nate mm. and i wasn't willing to be that anymore so then it's like, well, who do you think you are? Like, how dare you show up as your best self when I'm used to you showing up as, you know, the quiet Nate, mm. the Nate that didn't let us see when you were upset or angry or the Nate that acted like everything was fine. Mm. You know, even though I did X, Y, Z to you, how dare you? And I've had that, but I had a bunch of different, you know, smaller explore. And then I would just go off. Now, me and you ain't benefiting no more. Mm. Now, me and you ain't cool. Because I'd have had to go to a thousand on something that was just like a five. Yeah. And and if I'd have resolved it back then, I would have been good. But now, ooh, I didn't burn the bridge. I exploded the bridge. Yeah. yeah I demolished it. it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... Uh, I didn't realize how much of a time bomb I was until I really mm. was forced to get help. Um, and I know I, I, I know I touched on it in um, our earlier conversation go ahead, go ahead. is that when I definitely started to get the therapy um, mm-hmm. and start to speak with uh, my therapist on a more one-on-one basis, the okay. more I realized that, you know, there was a lot of, of things that were just, Adding to the adding to that pot, you know, it was like a big ass stew I was making that was bound to just overflow, and it you know it, it happened um, in that in uh, the previous summer. It you know who's to say it wouldn't happen before that, you know, or after that, mm-hmm. or even this year. So you know, it just so happened that it happened then. And, you know, the more and more we talk, the more I realized that, wow, you know what? I had a lot of issues and I had a lot of things that were, you know, working against me that I didn't know. And, you know, I was just going about life, just, you know, doing the best that I knew to do. Unfortunately, all of it wasn't healthy. No, all of it wasn't. Because So how old are you? I'm 32 now. So you would you would have been one of those people who at 30 had a heart attack and nobody yeah. was like, what, yeah. what was wrong? Like, yeah, it was so been. pleasant and so nice. Yeah. And yep. 
not realizing the bomb that you're sitting on. Yep. And that's and that is I, I love that. I love that you bring that up because there's so much that the there's so uh, the mental and the physical are so linked, brother. It is right. it is mind blowing because mm-hmm. there's so the the body has its own equilibrium. It's home is a homeostasis. So the mm-hmm. body is always seeking that balance. And so okay. whenever something knocks it out of kilter. Or, you know, if, you know, you can think of it as a scale, an even scale, if something is, you know, off, off kilter, you're going to be out of whack. You know, you're going to either be anxious, depressed, upset, uh, tired, um, mm-hmm. not really motivated. How, how did the feeling manifest itself? And when I say how did the feeling, for me, when I would be my most agitated, even if I wasn't in an argument with somebody, I would feel it in my arm. Mm. And I didn't connect the feeling until my mother had a stroke. Wow. And that's what she kept holding her arm. Wow. And I that's what that's how I connected a feeling to it. So what was the feeling that was attached to you realizing this ain't this don't feel good. This ain't normal. This ain't good. I know for me what was it a feeling? Was one of my physical signs was that I would shake. And it wasn't like a, a nervous kind of shake. It was more so like, I guess, my body reacting to the stressor. Basically, your body reacts to uh, stressors differently. And that was my body's way of reacting to a confrontation or a stressful moment is that my body would literally shake. Like my body would literally shake. And I would see I could see my hands literally shaking. So that that's that's what it was for me. Uh, that's was, it's energy going through. That's your nervous system. Your body is reacting mm-hmm. to like an outside stimulus, and yeah. And then there will be headaches. There there will be headaches. You know, the body temperature will go, will go up, and all that. So there will be headaches and all that stuff. So yeah. Did you connect it? Like, did you realize in this moment I'm suppressing this, and I already have all this stuff under me that Not I'm suppressing? Kidding. Not then. And that and that and that is part of the problem. Overall, part of the problem is that in that situation, you know, even if I didn't know all that I know now, even then, you know, I was ignorant to the fact that, oh, man, this is something that I need to, you know, get checked out or need to get help with. You know, going through it, you know, you you want to have that release. You know, you want to put that you want to direct that energy somewhere. So unfortunately, a lot of times it comes out as, you know, a physical altercation or confrontation or a fight or, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the time, no, I wasn't even thinking that way. I was just like, oh, oh, my God. And that's the scary part. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of guys like you. I watch people like you in general. Like I said, my mother had a stroke. I watched her go through the same eating of your feelings constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I, I I kept saying that would never be me. And then it happens to me. But yeah. I've watched a lot of guys mm-hmm. internally explode. And then yeah. one day, you know, their girlfriend did something that was wrong or their wife or one of their children or a coworker or a friend. And now that person's in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've harmed somebody. And justifiably, they were mad at that person, but everything they were carrying came through that fist or that gun or however they acted out in that moment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and 
I deal with anger from other people differently than I did before. I listen to what they're saying because often they're telling you what is really wrong. Yeah. And often when we're in a confrontation with somebody, mm-hmm. the argument is we we go like this, one, because we're not being heard and you're not validating what I am saying. Not even, not even you don't agree with it, but you're not validating that I'm actually speaking in this moment. And a, and a lot of us just harbor a lot of that. Yeah. So how does this connect to boundaries and setting goals? You have to be one with yourself, mentally yeah. fit, yeah. in order to break cycles. Yeah, A family curse is hard to break. And it takes sometimes generations and many people to do that. But have bad habits, it starts with this you making a decision, a choice really. Yeah on what you want and then setting that goal in terms of what you want and then applying it yep, I agree. on a daily basis. I'm going to set this boundary. No, I'm not going to work for crumbs anymore. No, I'm not going to let you determine my worth. No, I'm not going to let you continue to treat me like something or mess up my name or cheat on me or treat me like I'm less than. You know, I, I'm really in sidebar. I'm really upset that we that the own network is letting go of Iyanla Fix My Life. Um, I'm because it's and I don't put her on such a high pedestal, but her level of honesty is what many of us need yeah. and few mm-hmm. of us are willing to accept. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and because many of us don't know. When people talk to us like that, we get defensive. We want to fight. We want to argue. We want to walk away, you know, want to slam a door. We're not used to people being constructive and direct and openly communicate with us. We're not used to being checked in that way because we don't do it. And we're most certainly not used to getting it in return. So in terms of setting boundaries, it's very important that you're going into the next year that you one, analyze how have you set boundaries? How have you respected boundaries? And that actually takes us into my next bullet point, And that is best ways and practices to analyze your current year. Because often we run into the new year with this list of things we want to do. And we don't, understand, we don't understand a lot of those needs are based on what we did not get this year. Yeah. So what happened? What was the breakdown? Oh, man. If I was to, Jesus Christ, what did I write down? (laughs) Um, Well, what I basically wrote down is that it was a hell of an eye opener. Mm -hmm. 2020 was a hell of an eye opener. I was, um, now again, my incident that got me onto this journey happened in 2019, but it segued into 2020. And so many other things just added on top of it. So it was a hell of an eye opener for me. It was, um, there was, there was some good, there was some bad, and there was a lot of ugly. But uh, <laughs> even in that, man, coming to the end of it all, there, there is a lot of, there was a lot of things that I learned mm-hmm. um, more definitely about myself. 
mm. definitely about how to go about bettering myself. And, you know, when you ultimately better yourself, things around you just start to get better. They have to change. Yes, exactly. Honestly, you know, things just started to get better. And so the more I stopped looking at things as, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm being victimized. Like all these things are happening to me uh, left and right. I was, you know, I got arrested. Um, I had to, you know, I lost all this money. I had to go get therapy. I had to, you know, go through all of this crap. I had to deal with the courts and all this crap, court orders and, mm-hmm. you know, not being with my son as much as I wanted to, to loss in the family. And once I stopped looking at myself as a victim and more so as somebody that, okay, all this happened, but guess what? You're still here. So what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to just sit? Are you going to continue to sulk in a corner and cry about it? Or are you going to do something to get yourself better? Are you going to take right. those setbacks and use them as a launch pad to get yourself better? And mm. so I decided to get myself better. And so it really started with that therapy. Honestly, man, that therapy really, really got my mind better in terms of doing things positively, doing things in a healthy manner Mm -hmm. to go about bettering myself. But even in that, man, 2020 was so, was so rough. It was so rough, but because I was equipped, thank God I got equipped to Mm -hmm. be able to cope with things down the road. I was able to, you know, come out, come out a little better, come out, you know, but just look at, look at all the people who couldn't sit still. Yeah. All the people who felt yeah. the need to go out and do something. And yeah. I began to, part of me was like, I need to get out of this house. And I'm not a person that, I I was dreaming for a year where I could just sleep mm. and rest and be, you know, be led by my own devices. I was, I was waiting for this. Like, this was the extended... Um, uh, <laughs> Winter break that you know Kirk Smoke took from us in our childhood. Like this, this is what I always envisioned. But when I start seeing people that couldn't sit still, mm-hmm. I started looking at it. Made me look at myself more, and I was always busy. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot, you know. Even me looking at my home, it was a lot of stuff that. Eight years ago, when I moved into my apartment, I said, I'm going to do this to it and do this. And it's going to look like this. and It's going to look like this. And I'm sitting and I'm seeing some of the supplies that were supposed to help me get to that. Mm. But I ain't never did any of it. <laughs> and I never made my house a home. Mm. You know, and, and mm. I, you know, and, and on top of that, it was a lot of stuff that I was avoiding dealing with with myself. Mm. And it was it was heartbreaking because I, you know. I thought I had a better relationship with me. I thought I was better at doing me than what I really was. And I was like, not me. Like, I'm the one that's always life coaching other people. Mm -hmm. So how am I at this point? But it was a lot of me not supporting me, not making sure my cup was full and overflowing. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of me dealing with other people's issues and not my own. It was a lot of that. And I started looking at that's why people can't sit still right now. They are really afraid to be by themselves and yeah. with themselves. Yeah. And it's not like uncomfortable. I yeah. think they were really fearful of it just being them. Because yeah. what does that mean? Mm. 
Their I, value is attached to their relationships. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's 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 real powerful because you know I had to spend a lot of time with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did the lift driving for eight months, so you know I had passengers. But when I dropped them off, I'm in a car by myself, and so I'm driving home by myself. Um, you know, I, I had to go to sleep, you know, and wake up, you know, at times by myself and do it all mm-hmm. over again by myself. And so I guess I'm fortunate in that, in that, uh, in that, um, in that regards, because I had a lot of time to really reflect and I was mm-hmm. able to really, you know, think out how the hell did I get here? What the hell <laughs> happened? What the hell did I do wrong? And really start working towards, oh, yeah, no, nah, I, I can't keep going. I can't keep going about life like that. I can't keep going about doing things yeah. with that mindset or with that attitude or with that perspective. You know, I have to really change what's going on up here so that I can, you know, have a better outlook and start to do things in a more positive way. So I had that that alone time was very beneficial for me, man. Very. Because even even when you you're not at the point of saying the things that's on your mind out loud when you by yourself, you be going. It was one moment I was so angry at myself for some of the decisions that I had made mm-hmm. that I was I was in my bathroom and my bathroom has always been like the place that I, I feel most comfortable talking to myself because you're in a mirror and you can. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was times that I would just be in my apartment in any room and like, what why the what yeah. the hell wrong with you? Yeah. Like why why are we back here at this moment? Yeah. Why why are you why are you entertaining this? Mm. Or why are you why are you back at this same moment of need and frustration? Like what what didn't you get the first one thousand times you went through this? Yeah, yeah. And I and I had a day where I was just going, I was going off on myself so much that I didn't realize I was talking to me. Uh. It felt like it was somebody else in here talking at me. Wow. And I, I, I have as an adult, I've never felt more childlike in my life. Mm. And it was scare. It was so scary because. We don't often become that honest with ourselves until we don't have no choice. Yeah. And yeah. I and I always ran away from that level of self-truth. Because mm. it was like, I ain't got time for that. I, let me let me go join this other club or let mm. me go fix somebody else or let me go get another gig or let me let me add on something else. And I found myself even resorting back to that during this pandemic because I was taken on so much virtually. I started doing other sh- people's shows and, and, and doing live performances and trying to audition for other virtual. And I was just adding stuff on. And around, like, I want to say, like, July, I said to myself, sit your ass down. And I heard it. Not to say God talks to us like that, but I think he does. I think sometimes he beats us at our own understanding. And I heard sit down. And because I was doing too much and I was still pouring out. And I found myself like I worked hard even during this pandemic. Like very harder than I was working before. 
and you still giving everything out to everybody. What have you saved for yourself? Uh, so that idea of setting self boundaries was definitely a thing. So as I look back over the year, I have a critical eye still, but I'm not going to beat myself up. So what worked, what didn't work? What yep. can we take with us? What will be beneficial in 2021? What won't be beneficial? How can we alter, change, grow, adapt, upgrade for the next year? Or, you know, this may not have worked, but were we onto something? Were, you know, did I have the right direction or was I totally off? So now that's how I look at my year looking back. Okay. I'm no longer like, man, new new days, new friends, new new life, new I'm not doing that no more. Mm. Because if you're not if you're not worthy to go with me, you're not going with me. Mm. You know, but I have to make sure I get through to the next year and then I can everything that's pouring over in the in a saucer, then that's what I could give to you. Okay. I can no longer give you the things that I need to fuel and keep running. That's real. You have to be in a surplus mode. That's real. That's real. To to be generous and to be giving. And that hurts me. Mm. But what am I giving you if I'm on E? <laughs> and why are you why are you still taking it? And you know I'm on E. Right, right. No, that's real. That's that's real. And you know, I'm I'm not laughing at you mm -hmm. uh, when I was laughing early because uh the bathroom is a lot of times that's where a lot of my self-talk starts but my most profound statement most profound statement start yeah but you know the shower um you know whether i'm in the mirror myself or if i'm just walking around the house you know i will have a dialogue i will you know talk to myself and a lot of times uh even with you you know you're like hey man what the hell are you doing bro like like why are you like why are we here again but what i had to start catching is that all right don't be so self-critical. You know, again, you got, yeah. you got to give yourself some grace. You got to, right. okay, yeah, you know, you bumped your head again or, you know, you fell back again. But, all right, what have you done positively, you know, to right. keep you moving forward? Okay, yeah, you didn't do everything that you wanted to do just yet. But mm -hmm. what have you done already to start getting you to that point? Like, what right. have you done already? Right. So. Getting it into the next year, man. Um, that's one of the things that we talk about in the session. I don't want to give too much away because I want people to join it. But <laughs> so go to Facebook, go to the Mentally Fit Challenge, and he has a, a cycle. So the one that just started, what, today? Or the yeah, selection yeah. process started today? I, to, I had to change the date because I had to get myself right. I had to get myself ready. But it's the first portion is always mentally fit, and the second portion is always always physically fit. Okay. You got to get the mind right before you commit to something physically, whether it's an, a, a workout routine or any kind of physical activity. Okay, but, um, that's one of the things that we touch on is talking to yourself, but talking to yourself in a positive way. You know, we have a lot of negative critiquing that we do to ourselves internally unfortunately where it pull it drags down and pulls down our self-esteem our self-confidence our self-image and you know there's a there's a way to change that conversation to change that dialect you know what can i say about myself today 
positively? You know, right. how can I up myself? How can I big myself up? How can I, you know, brag on myself, you know? But that's once you've gotten to that space. And, and I'm not saying abuse is the way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But for me, sometimes, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that, that gentleness is mm -hmm. why you're back at that place. Sometimes you need a kick in your butt. True. To get it moving. True, true. So then I, I add to that with okay write it down write it down write okay. something good about yourself you know write something down that you like about yourself you know you already spent enough time you know talking about what you don't like about yourself like you know what i really don't like how i handled that i don't like what uh what i'm doing right now okay so right now write down something that you do like about yourself as you can go back on to and go like okay i am that so let me not think the the contrary. Let me Let's not stay that. in that space. Yes, there you go. And so you 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 hold yourself accountable. It's a way of holding yourself accountable to being that better you. Okay, the the better Nate, the better Fred is this, and that's what I want to hold on to. That's who I want to bring into the next year. That person. And 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 giving yourself that balance, you know, yes. because for me, I, it was never. I was never too extreme in anything. I always was good old, dependable, even kill, nonchalant Nate. Mm. And that that led me to a lot of delusion because I I was not hard on myself. I was not overly easy on myself, but I just I just kept that even kill, go straight through type of mentality. But it it really does all of this helps you to itemize your year yeah and yeah. really decide what you want what you don't want what, like i said what you want to upgrade what you want to improve on and all that whole list of things and then it helps you next year not to set goals that are so lofty mm -hmm. and and when we say stuff like that like it, it <laughs> should be lofty it gives you room to grow no when you set goals that you know you're not going to obtain Mm -hmm. Then you're back at where you were the year before at, at December 31st, mad at yourself because you didn't get your checklist done. But right. but have a plan. And it, it goes into making a plan or a strategy. And that takes us into yeah. uh, bullet point number three. And that is New Year, New Checklist. Uh Yes, sir. So for me, I try not to bring that same, like, well, if I didn't get it done this year, let me bring it into this year. So if last year my goal was to uh, lose 30 pounds, mm -hmm. what prevented you from losing the 30 pounds? Were you not consistently going to, you know, the gym? Or were you going to the gym every other day, but you still were stopping off at Popeye's after you left? So now I have to deal with the behavior. Then maybe I need to deal with, the behavior mm -hmm. or the mindset that I have with food. Mindset. Because no matter how much I exercise, my relationship with food hasn't changed. Yep. There you, you know, go. As black people, we celebrate everything over a pot. Everything over the skillet. And it and it is it is healthy. It's how we've learned how to stay connected, but often some of the stuff that we're eating are killing us. And I'm saying it. And I love Popeye's 
I love a cheeseburger. I just love a biscuit. You know, I, I just love those things. Those are comfort yeah. foods. Yeah. But do I have to have the fried chicken? Maybe I can have the the baked chicken. You know, this baby step in it, but just understanding what, why I eat. You know, am I mad? Am I frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I my thing used to be the opposite. If I was sick or pissed off, I didn't want anything to eat. Yeah. So yeah. it would force me to be. So my mother used to always try to get me to be in a good mood. Like you got to eat something. Let's let's. So I I started doing it. I started trying to be always in a good mood. And what you do when you're in a good mood, you eat. You eat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you reward yourself. Like yeah. I'm gonna reward myself. I did a great job today. Let me reward myself with a big old piece of cake and some ice cream. <laughs> and that's good, but maybe you shouldn't have had the ice cream and the cake. Yeah. Maybe you should have yeah. chose, and maybe both of them should have been smaller portions. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm, I see I'm, I'm understanding this, uh-huh. but the application is a whole other process. Yeah, I was just so about to say, right? <laughs> my checklist, it is, okay, how do I apply this? I know it, but how do I apply it? So it's creating that checklist. What's your checklist for 2021? What's up with line items? Um, 2021, what we write down? Um, I wrote down a couple things. And this is great because I normally don't do this. So thank you again for um, for, for sending me And this. I, I want to, I know my time here is limited, but we're going to talk after because I want to, some of these topics I need, I wanted to really flush out. So let's mm-hmm. figure out how we can flush them out and be able to help other people in the process. But yes, don't, sir. you know, I know we kind of rushing through it because we stuck the time now, but go ahead. That's fine. Um, so there are two things that I started to really enjoy doing. I'm sorry, three things I really started enjoying doing. One is meditating, two okay. is stretching, um, and three is Tai Chi. So all three of those things have really helped out with my balance. Okay. You know, you're talking about not uh, wanting to overly consume certain foods and things like that. So my process has started to be I don't want to overly exert myself because I do, in addition to the um, fit challenges, I also do um, a, a challenge uh, just about daily where I'm doing a physical exercise. So I never wanted to overly exert myself to the point where I have no energy to do the rest of the stuff that I got to do. So how can I, how can I go about uh, balancing that out? Meditating was one thing that I learned to start doing. Stretching definitely before and after is another thing and taking up Tai Chi starting, starting Tai Chi have really helped me to balance myself, relieve stress, relieve anxiety, uh, it helps me, you know, clear my head, clear my mind. So going into 2021, I want to continue those things because I've seen the benefit. I've seen the benefit of it. So why not continue to go with something that you see works, that you see? Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the um, some of the things I have on my checklist. I think for me, um, I, and I didn't write this number one, but at the top of the list is make sure. I am good at all times. Okay. Continuously do 
mental checks with myself to make sure health-wise I'm good, mentally I'm good, relationship-wise. I when I'm in the presence of other people, I all like when I first met you, one of the first things I always ask people, what can I do to help you? Or what do you need? Yeah. Because I don't ever want to be in a space where all my needs are being met and the people around me are drained. Yeah. You know, because if everybody around me is good and I'm making sure I'm good, then we gonna be excellent. But again, yeah. making sure I was good wasn't at the top of my priorities. So everybody else was beginning to flourish and I was still where I was when I started with them, mm. which is, you know, pointless. But making sure I'm always doing really good self-checks for myself. Okay. Making sure that um, I am not only setting goals, but I'm meeting my goals. Or at least I'm making sure my goals are moving forward. Okay. And, okay. and just becoming a responsible adult is hard. Being an adult is tremendously hard. Um, being a black adult male is just uh, astronomically hard. Um, but making sure I'm always aware of my space. My yeah. space, the yeah. people who are in my space, yeah. just always making sure that that environment is healthy. But everybody concerned, whether it be me, because I know I can resort to a space where I am, I am not mindful mm. and I go on autopilot and I stay in that zone mm. and then mm. life happens. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I was going to work every day and I was doing such and such. Yeah, but she wasn't, you know, you were in between this gig and this gig. You were stopping at 7-Eleven and eating. Mm. You know, instead of making a lunch or choosing a better option, you know, uh, when you when it's time to eat and those small little things or while I'm fulfilling the things in life that you need me to do, I'm first making sure that we are both getting something out of this. Mm. And that makes me feel very selfish. But you have an expectation to succeed in this. Why can't I? You yeah. know. And and really, so those are the at the top of my like going into 2021 checklist and beyond. Those things will always be on my list moving forward, making sure my space is good, making sure the people around me are good, constantly doing mental, physical check-ins on myself. Okay. And just maintaining uh as much balance as I possibly can. Okay. okay. And just putting self before anybody. You got and that's you. selfish. Got like, got you. So I used to wonder, I used to hear people say that all the time. People who had children. Well, I got to put my mask on first because if I'm not good, how to make sure the children good? So, exactly. you know, always making sure, you know, that you are at your best. So yes. you're always giving your best. So sure. that that is creating that checklist happens and it should happen. I try to do it after I've looked at the year at large so okay. I know what things I need to make priority and what things I need to add as, you know, low item levels that still are important but aren't as urgent as, say, self-care or right. making sure my health is good and making yeah. sure, you know, I set all my appointments and I'm, I'm making sure I'm meeting all those 
appointments and dates and deadlines and such. So just it's this a full circle way of kind of going into the new year. And these are things that I'm applying to my life that we all make resolutions. So, you know, but have a plan. A resolution is just a goal, a dream. But a plan is so much more solid, you know, because then you have to itemize that plan and put it over the course of that year. And, you know, it's I love I love resolutions, but, you know, sometimes resolutions can be somewhat um, fanciful. Mm. Well, I will I will say this. I actually, I actually stopped doing New Year's resolutions years ago. OK, um, so I really. I mean, the, the last couple of years, to be honest with you, be honest with you, man, they kind of just happened. Like they they ended and another one started, to be honest with you. So it it was never it stopped became it stopped be, it it stopped being a a a push to make a, a resolution mm-hmm. because I was one of the ones that was nonchalant and you know just went about you know life and you know what happens happens. Um, mm-hmm. but I still kind of feel like it's not really necessary. I mean, it's necessary to dream and visualize and see yourself better. Don't get me wrong, but putting, you know, calling it a resolution. I is mean, it, is it the timing that is ineffective for you or I'm because thinking- you, you're clearly like the goal setting. But is it just yeah. the timing, it's, the pressure of the time setting? Yeah, because with me, I like to even more so now, I like to uh-huh. be able to think a little bit more freely. I don't want okay. to box, you know, something in on like one day because a lot of people make their New Year's resolutions like literally the last day of the year. And, you know, when you should always be dreaming, you should always be, you know, you know, trying to think how can I be better at this. How can I better right. my craft this way? You know, but that also shows a lack of planning when you wait until yeah. the twelfth hour to make a plan. Yeah, and then you wonder why you start the year off so rocky. It's like, well, what the right. hell? Or rushed. You feel right. rushed into it, right? But it's, it's not, go ahead. And it's not like you can't foresee things that happen. Don't get me wrong. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, no one can. You know, predict the future. But it's just like I don't want to limit my my creative thinking right. one day, you know. But I, I think I think it's the timing that affects many people because we set a goal and come January third, we just ready to get it moving, and then reality hits, you know, or you know, a pandemic hits, and yeah. then what? Yeah, exactly. The plan exactly. the plan allows you the reflection. Yeah. And then the planning mm-hmm. of the, the next year, the goal setting, is really what helps when, when life happens. So mm-hmm. now I have something to, to pivot from. But yeah. if I'm just setting a resolution, okay, my goal was to exercise every day, but that's not a goal. That's mm-hmm. the result or the byproduct of setting an actual goal. So not I want to lose 30 pounds, but I want to be healthy. Okay. So that begins to be the goal. So how am I going to get to that? Okay, I'm going to exercise on every day that begins with fatigue. You know, this this starting a, a small 
like step, but the plan becomes the larger plan. So when something like a pandemic ha happens, that doesn't affect you because you've already, like when you create a lesson plan, you've yeah. already, it's like a contingency plan almost. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so when this, if something happens, I still can pivot. I still right. have that goal. So that, so even if I can't go to the gym, mm -hmm. what can I do where I'm at? Where, because I still have the same goal. The goal hasn't changed. It's just right. the activity has changed. Mm -hmm. So that's how, so in, in that last couple minutes, I want to speak about healthy resolutions and in that vein. So yes, creating sir. more of a contingency plan. Yes, um, where so I have wiggle room to pivot or exchange out or change things. Um, I know you're not big on resolutions, but how can we set healthier resolutions? Well, I mean, it all has to start in the mind, brother. It, it all has to start in the mind. I was having a conversation not like this, but I know I'm, I talk, I was talking to my sister earlier, and this is one of the things that I mentioned, like it all starts in the mind. Every decision, every action you take, it starts with a mindset. It starts with you like literally committing to yourself that, hey, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, well, how am I going to do this? I'm going to do this, 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 and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to get to that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to get, you got to get this healthy, honestly. You have to get your thinking healthy, your mindset healthy, uh -huh. and just your outlook healthy. How do you do that? You know, there might be some things that you have to stop doing. There might be some things that you have to start doing, some habits, you know, some things that you may have to separate yourself from. Right. I know right. one of my healthy um, resolutions um, going, going along with the conversation is to start unplugging from certain things. Like mm -hmm. social media or technology, or uh, video games, or video. Yes, a video game. Because, I'm only saying that because I don't play video games. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's real. I mean, for some people, you know, we like to. We are addicted to video games, or we're addicted to television, or we're addicted mm -hmm. to social media, or we're addicted to technology. So, uh, a healthy resolution for me is to unplug from certain things. You know, because right. the internet and social media. Uh, as good as it is, it has a lot of bad to it as well. A lot of bad where, you know, we where it forces us to look at things differently, to think about things differently, because we're told the same thing over and over and over and over again. And eventually we start to see it as, oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. You know what? You know, this, you know, that that, that is true. So let me unplug from these things that are constantly feeding me junk so that my mind can, you know, breathe. You know, I can breathe. So that's right. that's that's some of my healthy resolutions is to, you know, just continue to get my mind healthy. And how do I do that mm -hmm. to build healthy habits, you know, and healthy routines and understanding that it's an ongoing process, yeah. that it is not going to happen when the clock strikes 1 a.m. Right. It's, it's just not right. It's, it's, some people some people are good at saying I'm going to do this and they do it. And mm -hmm. I always wished and dreamed for that level of willpower mm -hmm. uh but the my reality and and, and i'm often the reality of a lot of people i know uh is it, it is a day-to-day -day process and you we have to be honest about you know doing all this making a dream board setting goals and and living your best self mm -hmm. constantly takes work and yes. it's the type of work that requires us to be at our best
Um, can you, as we close out, can you let us know how we can find you on social media and just a little blurb on your uh, your challenge? Yes, sir. So I can be reached at Facebook. Uh, my full name, Frederick Brooks MacGyver, all underscore. That's my main account. Uh, my Instagram is Frederick MacGyver, again, underscore. Um, name fully spelled out. Um, my actual challenges that I start um, is called The Fit Challenges. And so that is a Facebook group that I have, facebookgroup.com forward slash groups forward slash The Fit Challenges. It's a private group, but the challenges are based out of that group. So if you want to partake in the challenge, join a group, and then, you know, we move on to the challenges at the start date. But the challenges are split into two. So you have a week of mentally fit where we partake in mentally fit challenges. And then the second part is the physically fit portion where we partake in physical challenges. And all of this is geared toward combining the two and seeing how our mental health and our physical health really go hand in hand. And that's it. I follow this gentleman on social media. Uh, he's a very positive brother. I love the consistency that I'm seeing um, and the forward motion that I, I'm seeing. Thank so um, we have one last show for the year, and that's actually going to be our drawing for the Vestal Blue uh, holiday giveaway. So you still have time. You have the rest of this weekend. Go to Jewelry, Buy a piece of jewelry and you'll get an entry into the sweepstakes and we'll actually pull the winner on Monday. So um, great. Peace out. Uh, if you don't tune in Monday, if I don't see you before then, have a very happy new year. And much love and respect to you, sir. Thank you for joining me again. And you're going to see him in a new year because I'm revamping what this show is going to be for the umpteenth time. So definitely stay tuned, stay locked in for that. Um, and this has been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay warm, toasty, coronavirus free. Yes, sir. Yes.